Okay, Rabbi Sai, we have a very, very special guest here tonight. His name is Yoyal Fried, a very Chusheva Askin. I'm on a group that he put together of chaplains and of tzaddikim that are helping Kal Yisrael. And the Higisa by Yoyman Velayla is not just on Taira, it's on Askanos. He's an Askin Yoyman Velayla. And he wants to share, he agreed to share the story of his life of the pain and difficulties and trauma that he went through and how he overcame it. It's a story of tremendous hope. Hope for us, hope for everyone who is suffering and struggling, and hope for our children who are going through challenges that they can one day hopefully be as great as our wonderful guest, Rebiel Fried. This is a, a great introduction for a great man. Here you go. Make yourself comfortable. Hello, Avi. How are you? First of all, I want to start by saying that the work that you do for, for Klaus Rule, um, as much as I know, as much as I see, I don't know every case that you oversee, but I believe that the work that you put in for Klaus Rule in the last few years, the amount of lives of kids who are going through pain, kids who are going through trauma, kids who are going through um, emotional trauma, physical trauma, kids who are uh, from, you know, parents... That don't understand the kids. How, however, it's it's the avoiders that you do that deserves a lot more praise than what you just praise me. This is just it's 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 amazing and it's unbelievable that I'm and, and I'm humbled that I can come here and share my story with you and with you listeners. But also, I'm humbled to know you as a person that saves Klaus or saves Nishumas, saves souls. The amount of things that you do, Avi, is something that. No praises are going to be enough in order for me to be able to, you know, to, to, to share my story with you. I am more humbled to be here than you are humbled to have me. So thank you for having me. Thank you very much. So my story goes back when I, when my brother was born. I have an older brother, 11 years older than me. When he was born, um, it was in 1972. And I was born in 1983. He was born in 72. My mother was diagnosed with kidney failure back when he was born or around a little after he was born. The first kidney that she got donated um, was from a brother or a sister of hers. Usually the sisters and brothers are matches. Was um, a little after, like a year after that, she got the first, um, the first, uh, how you say, the first um um, transplant. Now understand, back then in 72, it's, it's not like today's day where there's agencies that help you to make the combination between the donor and the recipient and they help you with, with the cost, they help you with the, with, the, with, the, with the hospital stay and if you have kids, the babysitting, there's no, there wasn't an agency, it was a registry in the hospital that you had to go through and be in the line and you had to wait and the surgery itself was probably, I'm, I never had it, Baruch Hashem, but I assume it's it was much more complicated than nowadays where it's like a laparoscopic a lot of it and you come home a couple of days later you're back to normal it was it was it was real Major difficult story. right so because of that reason um when my brother was born she had the first kidney uh transplant a little later i don't know the exact time and dates in a total of her life she lived for about 38 to 40 years that she lived. She passed away approximately 8 or 9 years ago. She went through four kidney 
transplants and when they couldn't do any more because the body has a limit of how much you can do and all of them rejected after a certain amount of time, she had to remain on, on, on dialysis. Later, when, when, when I was born, um, my, which was 11 years later, when I was born, my mother... Um, well, before I was born, she had a kidney transplant. For 11 years, she couldn't have kids because of the kidney issue. When I was born, she... Um, when in, I mean, she had an infection already by the end of the, of the pregnancy. But when I was born, she then was diagnosed again with kidney failure. She started an infection after I was born. Then she had to again go through another um, kidney transplant. So it was very difficult for her. Again, you had to be in the hospital a lot before the kidney transplant. You had to be in the hospital to prepare yourself. It was not such an easy thing as in today's day and age where there's so much, as I said, the help and the support and the and the actual procedure to go through. So because I was a brand new baby, a month old or two months old, she said that she feels that she can't have me because I'm a baby. I need to have a mother or a father, but she had to be in the hospital more than be at home and she can't have me as a baby to basically be home. So they decided there were many good neighbors uh, friends and people that we knew that lived next to us who they kind of did a chesed and took me in as a baby. I don't remember. I was just told between different families, many months and sometimes longer than, than that. So it, my slippery slope started when they, I didn't have a father and a mother really. I mean, I had. But you know the 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 I think from an emotional perspective I was missing the like you always um, stress a lot is the love and the care of a mother and a father because they were busy unfortunately with the situation so did they come visit you and I'm sure they came to visit you nearby yeah yeah they came but again they I was a lot you. I was a lot not home right that's one thing the the the, the second thing is also their where they came from, I believe, is what you stress a lot, is their belief was very old school when it came to chinuch, it came to education. This is how we saw, this is how it goes, this is how it has to be. No one else can tell me what to do. You know, the 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 the, the old method that you keep on talking about and, and going about is, is not to be, you know, support him the way he is or respect him the way he is and don't expect him to be different because right now he's not at a stage... He, you know, how you usually stress it, however, was also that they were not... But but that, that, that happened years later. We're talking about when I was a child, I had to be by different people. How many I, years were you by other people? I don't know the exact amount, but I know there was many people who I was by. Um, I'm not going to mention their names because it's not... I don't know if they agreed that I should say it to them, although it, it is in my article that I was recently interviewed and they were very happy about it. Um, but it was, I, I think, for a longer time. And then when a I got... A few months? A few years? No, not a few years. It was a few months here, a few months there. Then when I got a little bit older, we moved. We, we lived in Brooklyn. And I was born in Brooklyn. We moved to, to Monroe. That's where they moved. Um, then as the years went by, she had a total of three kidney transplants and eight surgeries in general. All of these were related to the issue with the kidney. Some of them were a yeast infection. Some of them were other type of stuff that I don't remember because I was young and, you know, I didn't know much. But what I do know nowadays is that coming from such a home where you were the only child at home, you had to be away from home, 
a lot of times it's Shabbos, it's a Yontav, you want to be with your family, you want to be with, enjoy your family. All I saw is when I was home was sadness. I saw a lot of my parents discussing, okay, what did the doctor say today? What did the doctor say tomorrow? So I think, I think going back now that a kid that grows up in a home with it, there's a lot of trauma involved and a lot of emotionally, you don't grow up with a, I, I don't know if I should say the love of a father and a mother, but I think that the, the you, you don't get the, the support like an individual kid would get. It comes to Shabbos, it comes to Yontav, you sit down by the table, you know, you have a meal together. It's his Levitic, it's his environment. Yeah, you know. There was a lot of pain and there was a lot of... A lot of, a lot of again, going over what did the doctor say and what did the doctor say again. So sometimes... So, you know, they, 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 nobody's fault. Right. It's nobody's fault. But as a kid, I didn't see that. Right. Now, now, I also had to be growing up a little later in Monroe. I, because of the issue that she went on dialysis a lot, she came home. You come home very weak. This is what I saw. So they don't have much of energy when they come home. So a lot of Shabbosim, I felt like I want to go away somewhere. I want to go somewhere where there's more. So we had a lot of family friends who I went to for Shabbosim. I went to family, to uncles, to aunts. So basically, my life was revolved a lot. I can't say every single day, but a lot of having to looking for to go somewhere where it's where it's geschmack, where it's lebedik, where it's you know. So healthy, normal. Family. Right, right. The functioning family. Not, the, not depressed. Exactly. That, that that was exactly what it was. Now, back then when I was born, I'm I'm almost thirty nine years old now. When I was born, um, the the way of how, um, like, it wasn't such an accepting thing. You go for therapy back then in the 1980s or in the 1990s. It wasn't such a thing as going for therapy, going to a psychiatrist, go to a licensed professional, talk to him, talk to someone. There wasn't an Avi Fischoff who you sit down with and the parents have an understanding what a kid goes through, how to deal with a kid that is in pain. It wasn't acknowledged. The method of trauma was not acknowledged. So the more time that went by and from home was not easy for me, I became this nebuch a bit in me. I was like always going around, didn't like to be associating with friends. Or because I went through a lot of trauma at home emotionally, I became a fighter, meaning to say I had to fight for my existence. So I came in school. when I was always nasty with the kids. I was always... You are looking to to hurt me. You are looking to bite me. You're go. I, I I don't trust you. It's very interesting. A lot of kids who bully, or fight, or rebel, they're on edge. People think <clears throat> I have to break him. No, it comes because I have to hug him. And that's not what people. Why is this kid so on edge? He's missing something in his life. And you can calm the person down. And this is what you just said now is is very, very telling that sometimes we see a rebellious and angry... And again, back then, back we, then we, was, we didn't have agencies. Right. We didn't have Avi Fischer for Twisted Parenting to talk to the parents on how to be, you know, to deal with well, the, the kid. Everything was, if you didn't behave... You're a problem. I have to punish you, and then you'll behave. Right, or I'll I'll send you to to a private tutor to learn with you because you have a you're 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 a cop. You don't recognize the the, the the learning. You don't understand. Maybe whatever. 
But there was no such thing as acknowledging the source of the problem, which is so crucial is to, to, to go through to a therapist and, and see professional help. Let the therapist guide you and try to bring the it out. The hardest part is that not only you're not dealing with the source of the problem, but by dealing with all the, the symptoms and the outcomes, you're, you're hurting the kid because you're making him feel stupid, dumb, you're a problem, you have an anger problem, and it's all not true. You know? And what and what comes out of that is that when the kid goes through that at home he sees only pain and sorrow and trauma at school he doesn't have any friends whoever he does he fights with because because he thinks everyone is out there to get him so you're lonely at home you're lonely in school right and you have no friends and by the time one of the Gichem did realize that something is wrong and he was a little bit more um, you know more understanding he wanted to send me to a therapist but my parents didn't agree with it and I think they didn't agree it's not because they didn't maybe it wasn't from a bad perspective I can say now after so many years but I think it's more of a that was the climate I didn't understand better right no that was the climate like uh, like maybe this person is too modern it's going to take him off the path and right. we have the Masoida is that you really didn't need a, a therapist is someone who understands, but there's so many mashkichim, rabbonim. Before therapists exists, Klal Yisrael is very smart, and and we should have our people to take care of our kids. We shouldn't always say, "Oh, go to the therapist. He he, he went to school, and, and that's wonderful." Before that, where was the mashkich himself, the rabbonim themselves, to see a lost child who's slipping through the cracks, who's so wonderful with such potential and is going through so much pain? Let me be Makarif and let me speak to him. Let me go for a walk with him and and uh, have a session. Doesn't have to be forty five minutes in the desk. That's Makarif and say hey, even even if I used to go to the Mashgiach and tell him, you know, uh, I'm, I'm in pain today. Why somebody said something? They would say, eh, don't 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 so don't listen to him. don't what listen to him. Yeah, yeah. They don't have that you're you're sensitive because something's bothering you. Exactly, and it was never treated the underlying issue of the problem. And that's why, again, I started to stress it that I see as a person that not only is involved in cases on day-to-day basis, and I see sometimes comes out of a case that a kid is in trauma and I would send them to the, to the right person, but it's also that I see how what you do now, I wish would have, would have been in the 1980s. When I was born, that could have probably, I, I mean, not that I ended up so bad, but, you know, I mean, I would have probably... Saved you a lot of pain. Correct. A lot of, a lot of loneliness. Yes. A lot of, a lot of going it, to sleep at night instead of happy. A lot of... Crying, food, crying cry, a lot. Crying a lot and feeling like, why doesn't anybody understand me? Why doesn't anybody... I, I think we already learned the tremendous lessons from Rabbi about no kid should ever feel that, that everyone's just... It's such an easy stamp. Bad, dumb, stupid, lazy. It, it's not true. I've never met, out of all the kids, I've never met the kids that were bad, dumb, stupid, lazy. That's the easiest conclusion because it means that we don't have to do the work. The Rebbe doesn't have to do the work. The Manal doesn't have to do the work. The parents don't have to do it. He's bad, lazy, stupid. He makes bad decisions. And Mechitzef, and we'll get him a private tutor and he should, whatever, blah, 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 blah. Easiest thing for us. But I've never met that. In fact, with all the kids that I work with and the parents, once, once you understand the child, they prove to us how smart they are, how, how much of a fighter they are, they're stronger 
than any regular kid. They're coming back from being broken, like like you have over here, major Askin and Kali Israel. They're strong, and and Nebuch, to go through those years where we don't have an understanding, so we just constantly think, oh, he's bad, lazy, stupid. How convenient for us. So as I said, when I got older, I had to be a lot by family, friends, Shabbos, because I was looking to go away. I was looking for a little bit, you know, uh, more in, in, in environments. I was looking for a little bit more, you know, more positive in, in, in environments. Later on, as and I want to praise it because I know it's going to go out there, so I want to say that later on when I, I got a little older and I was a bucher and the Atzula had to come to us a lot from, from Kirisior and I want to praise them because they were shlichem to a certain way giving me therapy but not therapy so they took me under their wings because they saw that you know I, I needed a lot of support they they knew that I'm going to be happy to do something for the community to be involved so that's where it started back then that the, 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 the guys I don't know if you if you heard of him and um, he lived in Kedisiol, he was a Tzula member, he was also overseeing, back then was a Shabbos from an Adna Hill hospital, used to be Adna, now it's Adna Regional or Ganat Held, whatever. He used to do the, the, the Shabbos Deep, so he took me along every Friday, we did together the Shabbos Deep. And again, you don't know how much of a, a sense of satisfaction I felt, wow, I'm, I'm able to do something, I'm worth it, something. It's, it's not that I'm a, I'm, I'm a garbage or I'm a, you know what I mean? I'm, a problem. I'm a, right. I'm a person that could do, and a person, and it made me forget all the pain for that time of when I was doing something positive. It made me um, feel like, wow, you were able to go and do the Shabbos room. And then Atsula took me and I started making the peklach for Eden that going in the hospital to give him a little peckle of food. So I was able to start doing that. Um, you know, and that's how slowly but surely I started coming in to the world of a school. It took many years. It, it wasn't easy until to... to I, guess, I guess you could say that he gave you a taste. A taste of what it means, the self, self-esteem self you get from doing from something good. That, from helping other people. And that instead of being worthless and a problem and a under society, you could become on top of society because Askanim are the greatest people in the world. And you found satisfaction of that. Baruch Hashem. A lot of... It's another lesson. If your kid is struggling in school, he's not going to get Sipuk satisfaction from school. Find something, especially when they're young and they're, and they're looking for it before they break and they're, they're, they're doing drugs. Find something he could feel satisfaction. Visiting old people, helping making Shabbos packages. There's so much askanam out there. Grab one of these, these kids that are shy. Come with me, come, let's go. And, have, and, 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 and make them feel like they're part of the solution. They're part of helping people. And, Beautiful. And, and unfortunately, to to, to to today's day, because all these years I never went for a professional therapist to talk to someone and to discuss and how to cope and how to do, I unfortunately, I mean, fortunately I would say, and I'm very proud to say it, I'm not ashamed, even then people will see it, they'll know that if you ever have a situation where you are going through a lot and you need to talk to someone, there is plenty of therapists out there who are licensed to a professional who you can talk to, who you can discuss if you have a problem. In other words, never leave something that bothers you and, and, and stresses you to be in you. You have to go to someone to talk about it, to discuss it, and see what is the proper thing to do. And even to, to, 
today's day, when, when, when I was a chayder, I never forget. This is something I never forget, and I want to stress it that the parents should know that if your kid is being bullied in chayder and the Rebbe doesn't take care of it or doesn't understand how to deal with it with the kids, and you make fun of the kid when he's, oh, you're too sensitive, oh, you do this. Blame the victim. It just causes you more pain and more agony, and the kid doesn't want to go to school. There was many days I didn't want to go to school. And to today's day, I'm married, I have a child, and I have a wife, Baruch Hashem, but, but I still have this issue with trust. Because of what the kids did to me in school, how they belittled me, embarrassed me, bullied me, I just don't trust my own shadow, unfortunately. That meaning to say, I can go on the street and talk to someone on the phone, and I can think two times, did he really mean that he's going to do so-and-so? Or he meant because I'm, I'm, he, he had mercy on me. Like, not because he really wants to be a, a, a friend of mine. I still, to today's day, even with good therapy and with medication, Baruch Hashem, and I'm coping and I'm here and I'm doing for Klaus Rule day in and day out. But this is something that has to be stressed, that when your kid suffers in school, if he's being bullied, he's being intimidated, he's being harassed, he's being, he's being embarrassed... It's important that you deal with it in a way that it stops. Because by me, unfortunately, it never stopped. It never came to a point where the kids understood me and we all grew up. Life takes its course. And I still, to today's day, unfortunately, don't trust my own shadow. So this is something I think that you do also a lot, is to bring in um, self-esteem in, in, in these kids that are going through pain, that you understand them, you validate the pain, and you try to work with the with the and, and not only that, but if you have to ever go for for therapy, if you should have, you should only go to someone who is a professional, who is a licensed, who knows what he does. And Nishkan plays the doctor and self diagnoses the the patient. I mean, there, there's a there's a chush of a chavaman, Avi Mendelovich, a very Sadly. one of the greatest tzaddikim at the Hantigedar, and I'm fortunate these days to work with him and help him other kids and other. Um, um, cases of trauma, cases of mental health, to help him to deal with it when when it when it comes to it. And I would send patients to Avi also if I feel that it's something that needs to be. But the main point is to validate these kids and make them feel valid, make them feel that you understand them and don't judge them. And 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 rebels and Talmidim and people should know that the pain and trauma that you go through from being belittled in Haider year after year, year after year, belittled, bullied, intimidated, is one of the greatest sins you could do for a for a person in Haider because then he hates to go to Haider, he feels not understood, he hates to be home because he feels not not understood. And then you have to end up in in, in, in Avi's care. But why should we have to do that? You know, why shouldn't we have Vimazukt? Right, Avi, what, what do you think? Like to have more of a... For sure, but I want to say something. I feel so bad for you and the victims that get bullied. Terrible. But there's another group of people that I feel terrible for. The bullies. The bullies. There are kids in third grade, fourth grade, fifth grade, sixth grade that are murderers, murdering people for life. And why isn't anybody being madrich them and teaching them? They're not rishayim. They're just little kids. Little kids have bad midos. They act bad. Where's the Rebbe? Where's the parents of that? Where, where are the people being mechanach, these people, that you're not allowed to bully? A Jewish kid should be bullied. You know that bullying, look it up in Google, 
is I believe the second cause of death, the second greatest cause of death, um, I believe, after drugs is bullying for teenagers and young adults. A Yiddish kid, I mean, you talk about being a Jew. The first thing is to be able, to be nice, to not hurt somebody else. We have kids that are murderers. That's that. They have no chinuch. They have no Rebbe. The Rebbe doesn't see what's happening by recess. The Rebbe doesn't go and tell, hey, hey, Ruvain, come here. Let's talk about in class, or well, for everybody, not to hurt another Jew. Now, there's normal playing, and there's normal teasing, there's normal... But first of all, it's not normal when it's not normal. And it's not normal when you see you're picking on somebody that's going through a hard time. Yeah. I, would have, I would work with these kids and say, you have an achrayis as a leader, Baruch Hashem, you're not going through a hard time. Every class is going to have a, 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 a weird kid, a slow kid, uh, a learning disabled kid, or a great kid that's going through a hard time. Always going to have that. The achrayis on the leaders and the top ones is to make sure to protect those kids. And you see that in five minutes, which are the strong-minded ones. Teach them how to be, first of all, not murderers. And second of all, teach them how to be askanim and to care, to care for... I, I wanted to tell you just so I'm very proud of my kids. My kids grew up with home sweet home kids. And without talking about this issue, my kids always took care of the shvacha kevachshan. They were healthy, good kids. They always took care of the weaker kids in the class. Always. And one story I have of my son, who was, he was very good at basketball. And he was on the, in, in, in the, in the basketball, Matzah Shabbos League, he was the captain. And there was a kid there, there's always some kids there who don't really belong in the basketball league. And it was a tie game, and it was like the last minute to the game. And they, they called a timeout, and they regrouped, and everybody told him, we need our best people there. Take out this shvacha kid because we got to win the game. And my son said, no, no. He would refuse to make this kid feel bad, maybe forever. I'd rather lose the game. And, and he was just a kid himself. He was, I don't, I don't remember, young, maybe 11 or 12. And he didn't want to embarrass a kid. And everybody would say, sure, the game is so important, as if it's the Olympics. No, the game is not important. Somebody's feelings are important. I have another son that he had a kid in his class going through a really hard time, always made sure that when the chevra went out, always included him. He was in my, that kid was in my house many meals, and he was Taka going through a hard time with his parents and with his families. He was a little bit different. He's doing great now. You have to think 10 years later. So I feel bad for the victims, the one victim. I feel bad for the 5, 10, 15 other people who are bullies Either they're going to bully for the rest of their lives, or maybe they're going to grow up and be wonderful people, and they're not even going to realize that blood on their hands, that there's somebody suffering 20 years later because you were mean. Because you were mean. When I was a kid, right, I was mean. I was mean. I wasn't a bully, but I liked to joke around. I liked to joke around at my own expense. I thought I was very fair. I joked around at my own expense with my sharp tongue. If there was a line that needed to be said, I said it. If it put me down, I was very short. Fine. And if it was, it was about the fat kid, it was fine. You know, I thought it's fine until somebody came over to me. And he told me, you know, you really hurt me. And I realized it's not okay. Somebody has to teach kids, that, and, and they could be getting hundreds and Mitsuyan, they're not Mitsuyanin. If you bully, you hurt somebody else's feelings, 
You're murdering them. You have to ask the mechila. You have to protect the weak. It's a whole part of chinuch uh, that I feel bad that they don't have. And 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 the main thing was is two things that I I always feel I take it very personal. It's when a yid calls me, says I need help in the hospital. You know, you you see on the group how much we help Claudius through constantly on the, from the entire world. And the reason why I made this. It's for two reasons. One's because I went through so much pain, so I know what it means a person is in pain. And sometimes it could be life and death, and sometimes it could be not such an emergency. So that's one thing why I did it. But the other thing is, and I'll, I'll say it openly, I'm not going to d- deny it, because from denying it, I wouldn't get anywhere. It's because it gives me a tremendous satisfaction and a self-esteem that I was able to build up a network of Ascunam, of chaplains, of liaisons, of hospitals, of medical facilities, of However, cholesterol should be needing. They come on the group. They got the, the the help. That gives me, by the end of the day, a satisfaction and a self-esteem, which unfortunately was killed all these years from pain and trauma and emotional abuse. Now I take it as as a satisfaction. And as somebody says, you wanted me to become this weak person. You wanted me to be either that nobody looks at, at your side. But look now, Baruch Hashem. People come to me, they need help, I need chetaf help do, I need help dirt. You know, and, and Baruch Hashem that there's I... There's no greater, there's no greater feeling, and there's no greater purpose. What I'm saying is, as you said, the long-term effect that these things have yep. is unreal. A, you have to address, if a kid goes through pain and trauma, the mashgichem or the derebbe the should address it with the proper techniques. Part of chinuch. Right. Part of chinuch. That your kid, you should know, you should know Chumash, you should know Rashi, you should know how to deal with other people, and the achrayis, the responsibility to protect those that are on the bottom of the life right now. You especially, look, twenty years later, they're going to be on top, and you're going to be calling them uh, either for a donation for the yeshiva or to askanim. How many askan askanim and hatzala and. A lot of Askanis and Chesed and Yisrael were from people who were not Matzliach in Yeshiva. And, and, and I'm saying it because it's important that you should not be ashamed. If you need help, either your kid is suffering or you yourself are suffering stress, emotional, anything that you may suffer from mentally, emotionally, it's important to go and seek help. Don't be ashamed. Don't be, you know, just come out, seek for the help. You can call me always. I'm sure I'll, I'll, I'll get many calls after this. But, you know, you can, there it is who to talk to. As I said, Avi Mendelovich is one of the biggest, um, um, I would say, Tzadikim and the Hantigidot and the mental health. Avi does, as I said in the beginning, tremendous work. There's many, many, many good. Many, many other people. Many who people. do it and, and who you could get the help. But please come out and do the help because when you do it later in the in the years, like now, it's much harder to get healed 100 percent than when you were younger. 100 percent. I want to say one thing also: the biggest thing for a child is mommy and daddy. And 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 and, and again, because I didn't understand my my parents so well. Uh, when I was younger, I, I didn't understand them. They they didn't understand me. It wasn't such an accepted culture then to go out and look for help. What is wrong with this child? What is this? What is that? Why is he rebellious? Why is he always not not happy? Always 
complaining. All these things were not addressed. It was not something that you go out and you seek, you know, when somebody did try to suggest help, it, it was, um, nah, I'm not going to take his help. Who is he? He's some modern guy, whatever. Who am I going to accept his help? But, you know. I want to I say, I want to jump in here. And this is, this is why Rabbi is here, because first of all, you're so brave that you're, that you're sharing your experiences. And it's a testimony to how much you care about Klal Yisrael. You're doing it. Maybe somebody will get help. A lot of people. No, because it, it, it's also that you, from being ashamed, you're killing your own self. If a person has pain, has stress, has emotional anxiety, has whatever it is, go out and seek help. Don't sit home and just pretend that that nothing is going on because help is available. Right. So what I want to say is like this. There's a lot to say on the topic. I don't. I want to give him the stage over here. But when 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 somebody is misbehaving, listen to what he's listen to what he's saying. A person has internal bleeding inside of him. There's blood, so he has a problem with with eating. So he has a problem with sleeping. So he has a problem with concentrating. So he's in a grouchy mood. So you have all these things. And you can go to therapy while you're grouchy, while you're complaining. You can go to therapy while you have a food problem, eating disorder, all these things. And parents can, can, can try to be nice or angry or punish these things. But all of this is coming because there's internal bleeding. When a, when a child is unhappy, he's going to complain He's going to rebel. He's going to always be not suffered and he's always going to be depressed. He's always going to not eat well, not sleep well, not behave well, not find satisfaction. All these things are coming from a trauma of I don't feel good about myself and I'm not happy. Focus first on making him happy. Make the child happy and then after six months of overdosing the child with extra happiness that he's not getting from regular life. Regular kids, they're happy from school, they're happy from davening, they're happy from camp, they're happy from life. Now you have a kid that's not. So rebelliousness and complaining and being not so free and there's nothing to eat and all the complaints, listen to what he's saying. That's not the problem. It's coming from, I'm not understood and I'm, and I'm unhappy inside. That's why I tell parents, don't go to therapy and get medication for the symptoms. Put happiness in the child. Do it for six months, a year. You'll see either it'll go away completely or it'll go away three quarters and then you can go to therapy and get medi- a little medication, a little therapy because all the problems are going to go away because they don't really have a problem of chutzpah. Chutzpah means because I'm so unhappy and I feel misunderstood. Make them happy. Tati, go out with them on vacation. Go out with him to eat. Go out of your normal chinuch because normal chinuch is for normal kids who are feeling sipo kanefesh and satisfaction from the life that you gave them. So you give them a smile once a week. But somebody who's not feeling well, you got to do much more for them. So what he's being mechadish to us, which is not a chiddish to us, but it's a chiddish in this world that they didn't know 20 years ago, is somebody unhappy is going to do all kinds of bad stuff. Instead of punishing the bad... Or even, I'm saying a chiddush, instead of even talking about the bad in therapy, 
understand the shayrish and deal with that. Make your kids have fun. F-U-N changes the mindset of the kids. And all of a sudden, after a couple of trips, that even though you would never do it with the other kids, a couple of trips and a couple of stuff and validation and compliments and I love you and I like you and you're amazing and, and boosting the kid, all of a sudden, a lot of the eating problems go away. A lot of the kvetchiness goes away. A lot of the complaining, all of a sudden, oh, the medicine is not dealing with all the symptoms. The medicine is realizing my child's not happy. And for the, the mechanchim, the rabbeim, and the parents, all adults, you see a kid who's complaining a lot, don't tell him, don't be a complainer. You see a kid is chutzpah, you're a chutzpah. If Steinman spoke about that a long time ago, he said, there's no such thing as chutzpah. Nobody comes to school to be thrown out of class. You see somebody struggling, they're struggling. They need to be boosted Idud, encouragement, you are great. What can I do to make your life better? Help help me with the Shabbos packages. Go on a trip, take them out to eat, even if you don't normally do that. Anything to make them happy. Because happy kids are not looking for other outside enjoyments or right. whatever you call it. You save so much. That's what I said, Avi, to begin with, that I think that had I been in 1980s, you would have existed... Who knows how many kids you would have, you know, we would have been able to save. But, Listen, but what, every day I get calls from parents who are not part of my group, who are just getting videos and getting, um, like the interviews like this of brave people like you, and they're saying, you have no idea. We thought, I, I, oh, we had, we had a 10 year old, 11 year old, 12 year old. Things were getting worse and worse. Grumpy, grumpy, grumpy. And instead of getting upset at his grumpiness, and instead of being upset that why you, there's nothing to eat in the house, instead of getting angry at him and, and giving logic, we just started being super nice, took him on vacation, took him out to eat, whatever. A couple of months later, he's doing much better. But you have to stick with it. You have to keep on gliding for many years to take away the, the internal problem until the surgery is done for the real deep trauma and the internal bleeding goes away. We got to keep on being there, fun and compliments and no negativity and no criticism. And the worst is criticizing somebody for behaving in a bad way when he does not have a Midos problem. And I, and I still, to, to today's day, Baruch Hashem, I, I'm saying it proudly that I can oversee five hospitals. Um, uh, there's an ICU hospital that I serve as a chaplain. There are other hospitals that I do volunteer and patient experience. This is a 24 hours a day, almost volunteer position to a certain extent. You know, the, the, but the amount of courage and the self-esteem that it gives me, and I'm saying it, I'm not as shy to say it, when a person calls me and I'm able to make that connection with the doctor. There's to, no greater feeling. To, correct. Still to today's feeling, day. Still to today's day. Helping somebody else. I feel bad. You know, there's a lot of people that don't do it. They don't even know what it's like. They focus on themselves, beautiful, davening, learning. You don't know how good it feels to help somebody else. No, but I'm talking about the point that when, when, when I would have had, maybe as a child, I would have had more, um, you know, things that would give me the satisfaction. Maybe I would have not be looking nowadays for the self-esteem because my self-esteem would have been built. But I did not have the self-esteem and I did not have the trust in people. I did not have everybody, to, to today's day, and I say it again, I'm still out there that everybody who says something on the phone or sends me a text message, I'll still be, is he serious about it? No, he probably makes, makes fun of me. Except me, I hope. 
listen, Avi, if, if, if I blame you, then I really can't go on, you know. <laughs> but no, but on a serious note, I think that validation of a kid's feelings is something that I, 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 I strive to give out as much as I can that, you know, and, and, and it's when I had this, 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 this interview a couple of uh, months ago, the feedback I got from that was how did you have the bravery and the courage to come out in a magazine and publicly share your story? Which magazine was it? The Moment magazine, which is which is overseen by Avi. Avi does the Nafshi part of it. Avi who? Avi, Avi Mendelovich has a part in the Nafshi. It's a mental health in education. The there's, uh, there's Mr. Shalomon there. Um, what's his name? Moti, no, Moti Shalomon? Avi Motcha Shalomon? Uh, LCS the moment is one of the most crucial uh, right and and, I, and, 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 and and I gave out this article also because they wanted people to know that mental health is, is not a stigma anymore you can come out when you have a problem you can seek out help when you have a problem you can get help and be a human being between other human beings but to go around and say no the issue doesn't exist it's, it's not a problem We'll, we'll, we'll give them a capital tillum and that, 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 that's gonna help everything. No, it's not. Right. And it's also the long-term effect that the kids and the parents should know that when your kid is being bullied in Haider and he comes home, he feels disappointed, he doesn't want to go to school a lot of times just because he's being bullied, he's being embarrassed. And still to today's day, I always think about it. Why did the kids do this to me? To embarrass me? To insult me? To, to demote me in any way possible, making fun of me. Of course, you don't have friends. At home, you, you go through a certain amount of emotional um, trauma. So uh, there were certain times in my life where I said, you know, enough is enough. And I just, uh, well, whatever, I, I don't want to say it, but I was, you know, about to end my, my, my life at some point. But Baruch Hashem, that came very gitty Eden, that, that uh, Vimizuk took me under their wing, put me on for therapy, Baruch Hashem. It was too late already by then because I was way past the age of, of being able to do it. You gotta do it when the child is young. If a child has a problem, you can save a life. And that's what I said at the beginning. Avi, you are one of the true lifesavers of this door because the amount of, and I, in my opinion, is, is mental health saving is more crucial sometimes than medical help. What do you think, Avi? I don't know. It doesn't need to be a competition. No, but I'm saying it is a very, very... Everything is necessary. But but the problem is that we didn't know. 30 years ago, it didn't exist this knowledge. And we knew instinctively somebody licked in spittul. Somebody's lying in the hospital. He's a having surgery. Everybody goes to visit and Uncle Moshe comes in to sing for the kids and Mardachab and David comes for the adults and everybody asks the parents, what can I do, what can I do, what can I bake, what can I bring? And you bring balloons and you sit and the parents sit there and they they sit on, on the chair and they eat the big chaylam food. We are, honestly, Klal Yisrael and physical illness is a beautiful match. Nobody takes care of physical illness illness better than Jewish parents and family. When it came to mental illness, it came to mental problems, came to mental pressure, we just tried to push it away as if it doesn't exist, Tell the, blame the child, you're making a big deal out of it, what do you make such a big deal? Everyone has problems, it'll make you stronger. All of these things that we would never tell someone, oh, you're sick, you're throwing up, it'll make you stronger, go to, go to, go to school. You'll feel better, you'll see, you'll feel better if you get out of bed. 
when you're when you're physically and, ill, and, you tell that to someone. And I think that if a person, a kid or a bucher, he doesn't want to get up in the morning, he doesn't want to go to daven. It's not because he doesn't want to go. I, I think there is always an underlying issue that you have to look at. Right. Why doesn't he have a mood to go and be able by the Shabbos? If you're close with the kid, if you look at him that he's your Ben Yachid, he's Ben Shalakadish Baruch Hu, he's a Chelek Yimal, and you don't turn on him, and you see that he stops getting up in the morning, and you're his best friend, which is the job of parents from when they're born until the problem, is to be their best friend, and, and that's why the, the bad Chinuch, the yelling, the screaming, the, the demeaning, you don't realize you're taking away a connection that you're going to need if the kid ever needs you. But when you're the best friend, you can go over to your kid, sit on his bed, and say, Shefala, I see, it's, I see it's hard. Are you having... You know, a lot of these kids don't get up because they're not sleeping well. Why they're not sleeping well? Because they have stress well, and they, they have, have stress, anxiety. Right. Imagine if he could talk to you. It could well, save years. You lose the, the, the validation. You lose the, the, the sipik achayim of to go on in life. You don't want to have a life anymore. Right. It keeps the chayder. The, the, you're being bullied by the kids. You're going to the rabbi to discuss it. Look, the nurse is just... It's okay. You're taking it to heart. It's okay, but 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 what I want people to know is the long-term effect it has on the person that you did it to. Could be, you know, years later, and I still don't forget one day. And every time someone would text me or call me, or or I'll have a conversation with, with, with someone, whatever it is, I because I don't have a trust in people, I would still because you don't have a trust in yourself. Correct. Exactly. Then what I'll do is I'll go to the hospital and I'll start advocating for, 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 for patients. This is my outing. Go to the hospital. Be involved in the case. Better than drugs. <laughs> right. This is your addiction. I, I'm feeling triggered. I got to go save a life. I got to go help people. Right. I mean, I mean, Baruch Hashem, there's no day I can say Avi proudly that goes by. My phone shouldn't be on nonstop with... With this hospital, with that hospital, with this case and with that case, and Baruch Hashem, I'm able to help everyone. By the time I finish helping everyone, the the the, the bruches and the praises they give me after, you know what he did to me? I was in the hospital. I was lonely. I didn't know what to do. That gives me the satisfaction. Even nowadays, and I'm saying it publicly on on your video, I'm not ashamed. Even I'm almost 40 years old, and I think this is what keeps me going: is the chesed that I can give back. The amount of chesed I can do, the askunas I can help, with the with the and 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 the nasiyas chayin that I have, the 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 the, the authorities that, that 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 like to work with me, building that relationship, building the the, the the bridges, that helps me to, you know, and and again the group is also something that should be you know praised here on this video because I think that all these askunam who are going to watch it and we're going to see it, you are the. I think the people who give me also the chizik because you want to work with, with me and I work with, with, with you. And you see, we have cases that goes on in Israel and somebody in New York yeah. will, will help them. That gives me the satisfaction. Look, you are worth it something. You're waking up for something and you go to sleep for something. Not just something. It's a higher calling. Rabbi Ayel, I want to tell you that it's always the broken souls that have the most feelings to help other people. And there's no way to understand why you had to go through all the pain that you went through. But there's only one thing you can do for all those people in pain is to use your pain to help To understand other other people. That's right. And understand the sensitivity of of how a person in pain suffers, if it's medically, if, if it's emotionally. 
if it's a kid that is not getting along with, with their parents. And, 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 and listen, I, I wish, Avi, I can have an organization like you, but I don't yet. But you know what? You're, doing, you're doing your tafkid, and you're using out your pain to help Klal Yisrael, and that's the only way to make sense of it. And uh, that's, that's what we, we hope for everybody who's in pain. We shouldn't be in pain. And everybody should have refuas and yeshuas. But if you have pain, you went through something, a lot of organizations are opened by people. They, they couldn't have children. They opened up an organization for children. They couldn't, uh, they, they had this problem. They opened, a lot of organizations are open from people who went through struggles. And I think that I can say that my group that I founded, this group of, of a worldwide group, which Avi, I'm proud that you're part of this group, and sometimes I you do, chime in. Very little. <laughs> yeah, but but sometimes you, you chime in, you're there, if you need help, you know where, where to reach out. Yes. I think that we should say proudly that this is my organization. This is something that I really did and I work for and I do it every single day. And I think that it's time to say thank you to all these heroic Askunam who are 100%. out there yep. and who help yep. each other with such dedication every single day. I think there's no other thing that I can say. Hashem should bless you, Rabbi Eli, and all the people who are helping him and all the Askunam and Klai Yisrael. Everybody should be zeicher. We shouldn't have that much work to do. But whatever we do, we should help people properly without hurting. Sometimes we, people get insulted. Sometimes we can't help. Sometimes it's difficult. Everybody should have to be able to help other people and you should be to be able to do the same amount of work without having the pain inside of you. It should just evaporate and you should be an asking that works from a place of and thank you for the work that you do every day because you're truly a hero and in the full sense of it as a person that went through it myself I see the importance and I hear back the feedback from your work that you do and I, I don't know how you do it but you, you're truly a malach in, in our door. Avi thank you very much and I hope that this video will only bring many people to understand the importance yeah. of it and to look out for help when they need thank you very much for coming Thank you. Well, what is close? What is close to have you here? Beautiful.